Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. All right, let's get into the Word. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we'll continue with our studies on the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and let's quickly read again from verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God Cause Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Okay? To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discernment of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So if you go by our classification, the way we classified it, we talked about um, three classifications. What are those classifications? The revelatory set, right? Are you here or you're going home? You are here? Okay. What, what did we talk about? The revelatory classification. What, what gifts comprise of that? Uh, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and what? Discernment of spirits. You, you just have to know these things. Just know them. Just know them. You know, these are not for preachers. It's not that, oh, you're a pastor, that's why. Just know them. These are basics. Basics for believers. So it's not something you even need to go over your notes again. Just know these are the things you should use in engaging people. So we have the revelatory gifts, which are the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and the discernment of spirit. And then we have the vocal gifts. And then what are the vocal gifts? Tongues. Interpretation of tongues and what? And prophecy. Okay, which are the power gifts? Faith. Walking, walkings of miracles and what? Healings. You guys are saying it like you're not sure. You need to go back to your notes. You need to, you need to be sure. Okay? So I'm going to teach it based on that classification. Alright? So I'm going to finish the revelatory gifts and then I get into the... Uh, either the power gift or the vocal gift. So I'm not going to follow the way it is written in the Bible. I just want to follow that classification so that we know that we have dealt with a particular classification. Is that clear? 
Talk to me. Is that clear? All right. So we have done word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And so on that revelatory gift, what's next now? Discernment of what? Go to 1 Corinthians 12. You're saying it again like you're not sure. <laughs> Do you have that classification up on your, on the slide? Do we have it? Uh, the guy's projecting. Let's go over the classification again. I want you to be very, very sure of them. Let's go over the classification again. There are nine gifts under three um, broad, yeah, subheading. Revelation. What, is, what are the revelational gifts? They are gifts probably most times that comes out of um, your spirit man where God has to reveal things to you. Okay? So under the revelatory gifts, what are the ones that we have? Everyone say it loud and clear. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge and word, discerning of spirits. What are the power gifts? The power gifts are gifts that expresses the power of God. They express the power of God, either in healings, in interventions, and all that. So what are the three gifts under the power gifts? Faith, gifts of healings, and what? Workings of miracles. Okay, what are the vocal gifts? Vocal has to do with your mouth, things that come out of your mouth, all right? What are the vocal gifts? Tongues, interpretation of tongues, and what? And prophecy, okay? So, we've done the revelatory gifts. We've done two of the revelatory gifts. So, the third one is what? The discernment of spirits. Now, the word to discern is to recognize and distinguish between. The word to discern, when we talk about the discernment of spirits, it is to recognize and distinguish between. So the first thing about the discernment of spirit is recognition. Everybody say recognition. Say it one more time. Say recognition. So the first thing is to recognize what is the source of this manifestation. What is the source of this spirit? So the discernment of spirit is to recognize and distinguish between spirits. It is a form of direct perception, whereas the word of knowledge has to do with facts. So the discernment of spirit has to do, I'm um, sorry, the word of knowledge has to do with impartation of facts, knowledge. Why discernment has more to do with perception? Perception, having to just perceive the source or to distinguish between the spirits. Go to First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. And verse 1. 1 John 4 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. So the fact that something is spiritual does not mean that automatically we should believe in it. It says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. So the Bible tells us that we can test the spirits whether they are of God, all right? Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So it tells us about testing the spirits, 
Okay? So that's where the gift of the discernment of spirits come in. The discerning of spirits. Now, sometimes, according to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 14, through the training of our spiritual senses, we can grow in discernment. Through the training, Hebrews 5, 14, through the training of our spiritual senses, we can grow in discernment. That means, but it says, Hebrews 5, 14 says, but solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. So if we constantly train ourselves by the word of God, we can actually discern between good and evil. We can actually discern the operating spirits uh, in a place, in an atmosphere, in an individual. Now, the challenge sometimes with this gift, and which is something I really want to draw a balance on, is you find some people who they are always seeing evil spirits. Wherever they go, they are always seeing the spirit of this, the spirit of that, the spirit of this. You know, most, most probably also, that might not be the gifts of discernment of spirits in operation. Because the gift of the discernment of spirits is not just to discern evil spirits. Is that okay? Are you here? Okay, because you, you, you find people who are seeing evil spirits everywhere. Uh, uh, mermaid spirit, python spirit, spirit of uh, um, near, six, near success syndrome spirits, uh, um, whatever. They just give all those kind of names. Now, the first thing is that the gift of the discernment of spirits, it is not number one, what it is not first. The gifts of the discernment of spirit, number one, is not seeing faults in others. So you, you, you can't constantly see faults in others and say where well, you are operating in the discernment of spirits. The discernment of spirit is not the gift of seeing the fault of others. That's number one. Number two, the discernment of spirit is not mind reading. It's not trying to read the mind of people. Okay? The discernment of spirit is not mind reading. It is not trying to read the mind of people. Number three, it is not a spiritist operation. It is not trying to... Uh, 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 you know, get into the atmosphere, trying to read the realm of the spirit. That's not the gift, the gift of the discernment of spirit. Number four, it is not psychic reading. It is not psychiatry. It's not trying to peer into the minds of people or trying to you know, get into the atmosphere or trying to interpret signs. That's not the discernment of spirit. So we must understand what it is not. Number one, it is not seeing the faults of others you don't even need any gifts of the Spirit to, to, to operate in this. How many of you think I'm right? You don't need the gifts of the Spirit before you know the fault that other people have. Am I right? You guys are so quiet. Are you hungry? Okay, even if you said yes, there's nothing I'll do for you. Well, you guys are very quiet. Number, number two, it's not mind reading. It's not trying to read the mind of people. Okay? Number three, it is not operating in a spiritist realm. You see some people do just... You know, 
ah, man, as I entered, I just felt something. I just, you know, every time they're always feeling. That's not it. Okay? Let me explain something to you. If you operate that way, you see, you will always feel that. Let me, let me try to put this. As we are here right now, there are um, television waves, frequencies that are in this room, right? Or radio frequencies that are in this room. But you will not know. All right? Radio frequencies are passing through you now, left, right, and center. You will not know. But if you have a radio, you can know that there are radio frequencies right here, right? Now, uh, there might be a radio caught uh, in 96.6 FM. There's, there might be another radio station in 96.9 FM or 93.9. Now, even though you have the radio, you now have to tune to a particular frequency, right? So if you tune to 96.6, you will get the information in 96.6. If you tune to 93.1, you will get the information in 93.1. Now, uh, some people are permanently, let's say the demonic realm is 96.6. And those, the, the, the spiritual realm, positive spiritual realm is 93.3. Some people are permanently tuned on to 96.6 and they, they, they tuned it to 96.6 and took out the knob and threw it away. So every time, they are always seeing devils, 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 devils. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, some people also are just tuned to 93.3. So they're always seeing good stuff. So even when the enemy is at work, they do not recognize the enemy. So let me give you a typical example. They might be sick. And the sickness is, 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 is obviously caused by the enemy. And they say, well, no, it's God trying to teach me a lesson. Are you following this? Hello? Have you heard people like that? Say, oh, God is trying to teach me a lesson through this sickness. Now, if God is trying to teach you a lesson through the sickness, why are you taking drugs from the doctor? Why are you trying to stop the lesson? Finish the class. So you realize that because they are just tuned to 93.3, they don't see anything evil. So even when the devil is in operation, they cannot pick it that the enemy is in operation. So how should a child of God believe? Leave. Just tune your frequency to God's frequency. And if God wants you to design something wrong, he'll put it there. If God wants you to design something right, he'll put it there. But your frequency is focused on God. You're focused on Christ. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Now you understand more as we go further. Now what's the purpose of this gift? Why did God give this gift? Number one, it's to discern the spiritual world. It's to discern the spiritual world. Now, you must understand, don't also downplay the spiritual world. The problem we have is we have exalted the negative spiritual world so much that we don't even know that there are so many positive things in the realm of the spirit. Praise God. There are many positive things in the realm of the spirit. To discern hypocrisy and evil, so you can discern hypocrisy, you can discern evil. This will help business people. This will help if you're dealing with, with people. <laughs> to see within the spirit word, to discern evil spirits, 
And most importantly, it is given to us. We're looking at the purpose of the gift now. Are you following? Say amen if you're here. All right. Are you following that now? We've moved on from what the gift is not. We're now in the purpose. Why did God give us the gift? Number one, to, to discern the spirit word, to discern hypocrisy and evil, to discern angels, to discern evil spirits. So we're able to recognize evil spirits, recognize angels, recognize good people also. It's not just recognizing bad people. Now, discernment helps us to see into the realm of the spirit. Go with me to John chapter 1 verse 32. Discernment helps us to see into the realm of the spirit. And God wants all of us to function in this. John 1 32 Look at what John said. He says, And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven, like what? I can't hear you. Like what? Like what? Like a dove. And remained upon him. Now, most people have used this to say the Holy Spirit is a dove. No, the Holy Spirit is not a dove. It descended on Jesus, like A, is a symbolism. And we must be careful of symbolisms. Alright? Now, what, what, what gifts did John use here? It's the discernment of what? Spirit. So, John was able to discern that he was baptizing many people, but when he came to Jesus, he was able to discern that a spirit came on him, and it was the Holy Spirit. How many of you realize in the Bible that some people said Jesus was actually possessed by the spirit of Beelzebub? Have you read that in your scripture? You haven't. It means you haven't been reading your Bible if you have not read it. But have you read that? Some people say Jesus was actually possessed by the spirit of Beelzebub. Now what was wrong with that statement? They lack what? the discernment of spirit. They saw that the spirit was operating in the life of Jesus, but they discerned it wrongly. Okay? Alright. Now, there are various classes of spirits. There are various classes of spirit. There are five classes of spirits. If you study the Bible, number one, there is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. It's very important that you don't just say Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. There's only one Holy Spirit. Now, the old King James Version uses the word Holy Ghost. But I, I think <laughs> Holy Spirit is better than Holy Ghost. All right, so I prefer to use the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost are the same person. It's just the Bible translations. The old King James uses the word ghost, while the newer versions uses the word spirit. So the five classes of spirit, the Holy Spirit, number one. Then you have the good angels or the angels of the Lord. So you actually see the angels, the angels that were manifested in the Old Testament. But then you also find a designation. I don't want to go too far into theology but you also sometimes have the angel of the lord's presence but i don't want to go there but you have let's say good angels the angels that brings good news from from the throne of the lord sometimes these angels you you've got their names 
Okay, Gabriel, Michael, a couple of angels. Now, uh, today is not Sunday. If not, I would have gotten time. But remove your mind. When I talk about angels, I know right now the picture on your mind. What's the picture on your mind? This is not discernment of spirit now. This is mind reading. What's the picture on your mind? Wings. Very wrong. Very, very wrong. It will distort your interpretation of scriptures. That's why you must be careful of, of, you know, sometimes the images you have of the scriptures growing up affects your understanding. That's why a lot of people think that the sin of Adam was that Adam ate apple. Because that's what is printed in all the books. Yeah. Remove your mind that angels are, you know, and then you have these small ones. Those horrible angels. What's horrible? It's a Greek word for fat. <laughs> have those fat angels that can hardly fly. Especially Christmas times. Tiny bumblebee angels. Remove your mind from that. The word angels is from the Greek word angelos, means messengers. So sometimes angels appear as real human beings. All right? Without those wings. So remove. I know that's a stronghold, but deal with it. Then you have fallen angels. Fallen angels. Scripture refers to them. Then you have demons or evil spirits. You have demons or evil spirits. Then number five, you have human spirits. So these are the five classes of spirit that you need to use this gift to discern. Number one, the Holy Spirit. Number two, number two, good angels, not just angels, because they are fallen angels. So number one, the Holy Spirit. Number two, number three, number four, or evil spirit. Number five, human spirit. But in your, in your observation of this gift, which one do we design the most? Evil spirit, number four. Everybody's seen evil spirits everywhere. There are five more other spirits we need to see. Okay. So, uh, go to 1 Corinthians 12. Go back there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, go to verse 10. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 10. Let's read it. One to go to another, the working of what? Miracles. To another, what? Prophecy. To another, what? S. Make sure that S is there. It did not say discerning of spirit. It says discerning of what? Spirits. Yes. So it goes to show that there are many spirits. When you are reading the gifts, the nine gifts of the, of the spirit, always observe where the S is. For some, it is just on the gifts. For instance, it says walking of miracles. The plural is in the miracles. Prophecy. 
discerning of spirits. But if you go to the gifts of healings, you have the plural both on the gifts and then on the healings. And when we deal with that, we'll be able, I will be able to explain that to you. But here, it shows that there are many spirits. Not just the discerning of one spirit, but the discerning of what? Of spirits. Okay. So, this gift can only be operated under the control of God. So, you, can, you, you are not, uh, you know, when you're traveling, right? Especially for those who use the boats or you're going through the airports and they start scanning you or, you know, they bring that dog close to you that searches for, I don't know what the dog is looking for, drugs or something. And then, so it's, it's the designing of spirits is not like that. It's not that you just go into a place and you say, I want to design, I want to design, I want to design, I want to design. No, 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 no. It also has to be what? Controlled by God. All the gifts are given to us, but it is as the spirit wills. Don't forget that. So you cannot just go into a place and say, I want to scan the atmosphere. I want to try and design. I've seen a lot of people do that. And in my younger days, I used to do that, but as I began to study the word of God, I just see this. I just see this, that sometimes you can only see what the Lord allows you to see. So when that, when that, um, when that little boy died, Elijah made a statement. He says, the Lord has hidden this from me. Elijah didn't know that the boy was, was dead. He says, the Lord, so the Lord can hide things from you. And the Lord can also do what? Reveal things to you. So it is not something we turn on and off, say it's designment time. And you know, no, no. When you do that, you're going to get into the flesh. We must be careful not to operate these gifts in the flesh. So sometimes the Lord will allow you to discern some things. Praise God. <laughs> now, you must, I'm deviating now. Just a, a bit of deviation. You must know how the Lord speaks to you. You must know how the Lord speaks to you. And it is important that you train yourself in the things of the spirit and not be too carnal. If you train yourself in the spirit, you will be able to know very quickly when the Lord starts speaking to you. And whatever mistake you do or whatever thing is happening, if you patiently trace back, you will see that the Lord warned you of it or the Lord spoke to you about it. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? All right. Now, the discerning of the Holy Spirit. John 1, 32 to 33, we observe that John the Baptist discerned the Holy Spirit upon Jesus. John 1, 32 to 33, we found that the Holy Spirit, the, uh, John the Baptist discerned the Holy Spirit upon Jesus. In Acts chapter 2 verse 3, the believers in the upper room discerned the Holy Spirit as tongues of fire. As tongues of fire. Now, I want to point out something to you. That's why I read, I give you these two examples. You can see that it is the same Holy Spirit, but people's discernment and description of the Holy Spirit was different. Pay very close attention. So John says, I saw the Holy Spirit like a dove. In Acts chapter 2 verse 3, get, get me that scripture now. Acts 2 3, it says we see the Holy Spirit as tongues of fire. The question is, 
Is it the same Holy Spirit or two Holy Spirits? The same Holy Spirit. But the way they discerned it was different. So sometimes you find out that people's discernment differs if they are saying the same thing. But the problem is you can't say, so John the Baptist can't say, no, the Holy Spirit is not, is not fire, it's dove. No. No. The, 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 the guys in Acts 2, 3 say, then appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And that was the Holy Ghost. So, it is also very important that we learn to discern the Holy Spirit as he moves through our church. And I want to I want to be very very specific to music ministers. You know most times I found out that music ministers find it very difficult to yield to the Holy Ghost for two reasons. This is not specifically to acquire you guys are perfect. There's no fault in you. Turning to other choirs. Right? Two reasons. Number one, three reasons. Number one, pride. The music ability always goes with pride. The same thing with, with a preacher. Because it's, it's, it puts you on the stage. And if you have ever mentored believers, if you have ever mentored believers, you have discipled anyone, some of the most difficult people to mentor are people who sing. Very difficult. They always feel, no, don't worry, I know this. We are the ones that bring down the presence of God before you minister. You know, you can't tell me that. Number two, showmanship. So they've rehearsed this song. They've scored it. They've practiced the move. They've even, you know, arranged the shirt to go with the song. And then they show up. And the Holy Ghost wants us to sing something else. No way. After the all-night rehearsal, <laughs> try the next person. And number three, they always want to finish their songs. So you find out the problem is we can be singing a particular song and the Holy Ghost like resides in that. You know this song is it. And the Spirit of God starts moving and immediately they signal the next one, the next one, time five minutes, the next one, pam. And they cut short the move of the Holy Ghost. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, sometimes you find that ministers travel with a specific, you find that certain ministers travel with people. The reason is very simple. It's because those people are very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, you can be ministering and the Lord puts a song in your heart to sing. You need somebody who is humble enough to want to stay there. So one thing that a minister of the gospel must pay attention to, especially ministers of the gospel in songs, is sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Now the extreme are those who never stay on what they have rehearsed. Every time they are always moved by the Holy Ghost. Now that's, that's, that's something else. But sensitivity to the Spirit as a minister of the gospel is very important. 
So even though, for instance, I have my notes and my lesson out and I'm teaching, sometimes I feel the Holy Ghost leads me to emphasize a point, to stay on a point. Now, I have to yield to him. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, that's very important. Let's get back now. The discerning of angels. Luke twenty-two forty-three. Luke twenty-two forty-three. I need you to put up the scriptures fast for me so we can finish up. Luke chapter 22 and verse 43. Let's go to verse 42. Verse 42. This was when Jesus, listen carefully now. This was when Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane. He was about to go to the cross. He was saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Verse 43. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. He has to see and discern the appearance of that angel. He has to see and discern the appearance of that angel. John chapter 10. John, sorry. John chapter 20. Verse 11 to 13. John 20, 11 to 13. This was when Mary went to the tomb of Jesus. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stopped, she stooped down, sorry, and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus was laying. Then they said to her, Women, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She's supposing him to be the gardener. So, you know, sometimes... The first thing I want to tell you, and listen very carefully, I know this causes a lot of trouble everywhere I say it, but it's not my intention to cause trouble. That picture of Jesus that you have, that's an actor. That's not Jesus. I know every time I mention Jesus, you see the guy with a long hair and a small beard. And some of you have it hanged on your wall. Just take it out. You can put your grandfather's picture there. It will be the same thing. That's not Jesus. Or you have, in those days, they used to sell the one that was doing like this. Peace. <laughs> that one is even worse off. Just hear it. The Bible says, no, we know man after the flesh. Deal with those images in your head. All right? See, let me tell you something. Everything you are taught consistently, you begin to see as dream. Okay. I don't even want to say one now. Because if I say that one, some people will just carry their Bible and leave church. <laughs> Alright? So, that's not Jesus. That's an actor. The first African man that painted Jesus, painted him black with that kind of hair. Because he's never seen a white man. And also, if you want to be 
a good student of the Bible, it is good you read the Bible story from the Bible first before you watch films. Because some of those Christian films, so that they will make a good storyline, they had to act and act. So if you're not careful, you'll be preaching the film thinking that that's what the Bible said. especially the story of Moses. Now, I want you to observe something. Jesus in that place was like a gardener. So it means Jesus wasn't dressed like Jesus. And this was when he was resurrected. So he took the gift of the discernment of spirit for him, for her to be able to know that what? This is Jesus. Are you following what I'm, I'm saying here? Are you following that? All right. Then Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabboni. So you observe that after that conversation, she was able to pick, no, this was Jesus. But what I want you to pick right here is, how was Jesus appearing like a gardener? How many of you know a gardener will not be the most dressed guy around? For Mary to think she was a gardener means she actually was looking like a gardener. So I'll show you something. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2. Quickly. Time is running. Hebrews 13 2. Hebrews 13 verse 2. Look at this. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some have unwittingly or unknowingly entertained angels. So I want you to observe something. The angels that were sitting by the head and the leg of Jesus, they were not having wings like that. If not, Mary would have quickly said, angel. They were just sitting like normal human beings, like people guarding the corpse. When Jesus appeared, he appeared like a gardener, like a normal guy who was cleaning the garden. And here in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says that we should not forget to entertain strangers because in so doing, some have entertained angels, meaning that angels will appear as strangers. Praise God. It might just be someone asking you for direction, and that's an angel. It'll take the gift of the Spirit to discern this. You know, I've only had this experience once in my life. I was, I was, I can't forget, I can't remember where I was, kind of. And uh, a guy walked up to me, was asking me for directions, and I showed him, I can't remember where now. And, but it wasn't in, in Nigeria, it was one of my mission trips. So I wasn't too, I wasn't too conversant with the place. So I said, oh, I'm a stranger. And I'm not too conversant. He says, but if you want to help me, you can help me. So I'm like, okay, that's true. So I think I came out of my hotel. and I was, Maybe Kenya, one of these African countries. So I had, okay, let's look for someone who can help you. So, you know, I looked around. We all looked around, helped him to find the direction and everything. And then he was going. And I had a thought. I was like, this guy looking for directions. It's not really directions. He might need money for transport and the rest. I, I didn't have money on me. Oh, I had some money on me, but I don't know if it was going to be enough. So I said, well, I figured out that you might need some transport. He looked at me and said, oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you so much. God bless you. I really needed this money. So I handed him over the money. 
And I turned, I was going back to my hotel, and this scripture came up in my heart. Now, the scripture just came up in my heart. So I turned back, and I couldn't find the man. Now, the truth of the matter is that the distance was like, it's almost like you just take a step from here to here. There is no way in the long stretch of that, that the guy, there's no way he could, I mean, because if he needed to take a transfer, he needed to work some distance. I've only had that experience once. Sometimes angels appear to you most times as strangers. But you know, one of the challenges we also have is that's why the devil is very wicked. You now have experiences also of people who, who maybe helped strangers. <laughs> you are laughing now, you know where I'm going. Say, ah, that's how they helped one man in Abuja and they just turned him out to a bag of money. You know, <laughs> so the problem is. We are not trained in the things of the spirit enough. And instead of acting this out, fear takes a hold of our hearts. See, even when we see strangers, we, we start training ourselves right from day one. Don't help a stranger. Don't help a stranger. Don't. Now, I'm not saying you should go out there and help everyone. But do you get what I'm trying to say? You discover that society has conditioned us against this very scripture. But the scripture says, do not forget to entertain strangers. So I wanted to pick up something here that it is only by the spirit of God you can design angels because they will appear as human beings. If you are waiting for an angel, you've got most times the challenge we also have is that we see angels, you know, someone say, an angel appeared to me. He's standing here. He's no, no, no. Most times they will appear as normal people. That's something I want you to get. They will appear as normal people. Let's quickly go. Our time is gone. Designing of human spirits. John 1, 47. Designing of human spirit. Wow. Let's just run this quickly, please, so that I can finish this. Designing of human spirit. John 1, 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. No deceit. He was able to discern his spirit. Go to Acts. Acts chapter, chapter 8. Verse 20. You can discern people's spirit. Acts 8, 20 to 24. But Peter said to him, this was when Simon was giving them money for, say, oh, give me one of these Holy Spirit. Verse 18, let's read quickly. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, give me this power also. That anyone whom I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you. Because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this your wickedness. And pray God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and born by iniquity. It will only take the Holy Spirit to reveal this. Because what the guy did was harmless. The guy brought money in an envelope. He wants to sow seed, to tap into the grace. Any guy says your heart is full of bitterness, envy, and I mean, I mean, reading this and seeing what Simon did, even you will be wondering, ah, come on now. He's not, he wants to just sow seed now, to just tap grace. But he says your thoughts. So he discerned his spirit. So if the minister did not have discernment of spirit, what is he going to do? So Simon, Simon, 
this thing you have done, double portion. Double portion. It's not every offering you receive, especially for preachers. Elijah told the servant Gehazi, he said, is it time to receive offerings? That means there are certain times you don't receive offerings. Why? Because of the thoughts, the intents of people. Some offerings are manipulative. Some offerings will just shut your mouth. After you have received certain offerings, you can't say certain things. That's why a pastor must be careful of gifts. Even as much as you want people to minister to you, people will not minister to you and then they take control of the church. So let's hold this program. Say the way we are thinking, the program is not feasible. Say yes, I also think that way. Thinking that way. The Holy Spirit can't lead you anymore because you're collected offerings you shouldn't collect. You make any decision, pam, they will turn it. You make any decision, they, they threaten to, 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 to post you out of the place. You are now humble. Why? Because you're not walking by the gifts of the Spirit. You collected everything. Sometimes you just have to tell people, no, don't give. Praise God. <laughs> Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 10, Paul discerns the spirit of faith in the man to be healed. He says, as Paul was preaching, he perceived that the man had faith to be healed. And he says, get up. So he discerned the spirit of, of, of faith in the man. This man heard Paul speaking, observing intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. So when Paul was preaching, he discerned that the man had faith to be healed. And the man got his healing. So we can discern the spirits at work in people. Lastly, discerning of evil spirits. This one, you don't even need scriptures. Discerning of evil spirits. Matthew 9, 32 to 34. Matthew 9, 32 to 34 talks about a dumb spirit. So it was the, the spirit that caused the, the dumbness. That's why sometimes when you're ministering healing to people, sometimes you have to discern by the spirit what the problem is. I remember a couple of, in our healing school in Podarco that we had over the weekend, I was praying for people who came out for healing and uh, laid hands on a lady, but the words that came out of my spirit was that the curse was broken. Now she came for healing on a specific thing, but as I laid my hands on her, I felt an impression in my spirit and I spoke the words over her that the curse is broken. And you know, I kept repeating that and she was under the manifestation of the spirit. Now, what is that? It is the discernment of spirit to know the source of the sickness was a curse. All right. Now, are you putting, are you guys putting that up? Matthew 9, 32 to 34, a dumb spirit. Matthew 12, 22 to 24, the Bible talks about the spirit of blindness and dumbness. The spirit of blindness and dumbness. Mark 9, 17 to 27, it talked about a deaf and dumb spirit that was causing epileptic seizures. So one of the things you, you understand, especially when you start ministering to the sick, is that an evil spirit can be responsible for a sickness, but the evil spirit is different from the sickness that is manifested. I'll have time to talk about that when I'm teaching on healing. In Mark 9, 17 to 27, the spirit that was rebuked was a deaf and dumb spirit, but it caused the child to have epileptic seizures. Okay? In, in Luke 13, I want to read this. Please, I, I just need to, just bear with me. Give me like three minutes. Luke chapter 13, quickly. Let's read this. I want to show you this, especially those who minister to healing. 
Go and listen to our series on the causes of healing. You know, sometimes evil spirits cause healing. Cause sickness, I'm sorry. <laughs> Luke 13, 11, that's what you say when you're hurrying. Luke 13, 11. Luke 13, 11 to 17. Luke 13, 11 to 17. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now, the woman was bent over, the Bible says, which was spinal coverture. Her spine was bent over, but the Bible says it was the spirit of infirmity that caused it. So you see, although it was the spirit of infirmity, the physical manifestation was different. So for instance, I'm not saying this, this is an example. Someone might have an arthritis and he attributes this to old age. But he's actually cursed by a spirit of infirmity. And so what happens is the person keeps buying all the arthritis drugs, keep doing all the arthritis stuff and never gets healed. What you need to take authority over is that spirit of infirmity. So you can have spirits possess people and the manifestation is different. Now, the challenge, the, the reason for that is that the enemy is very deceptive. So as far as you cannot get the root cause of that issue, you can deal with it. Okay. I'm not saying go and meet every sick person and say, spirit of infirmity, careful. These guys will just beat you up. Acts 16, verse 16 to 18. That's the last scripture. Acts 16, verse 16 to 18. Acts 16, 16 to 18. Now it happened, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. The girl followed us, followed Paul and us, and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. This is a very important example of the discernment of spirit. You know why? These guys were going to pray. And this girl comes up and say, These guys are servants of the Most High God. And they show us the way of salvation. You know what? She hasn't said anything wrong. In fact, she was very correct. Guess what we would have done today? Put the cameras on her. Say, do I know you from anywhere? Say, no. Say, tell them. Tell them. Tell them. You are servant of the Most High. You show us the way of salvation. Say, tell them again. They are not hearing. <laughs> but Paul, even though her words were 100% correct, the spirit was the spirit of divination. Hold this scripture very closely because when we talk about prophecy, we're going to talk about this. Through the spirit of divination, you can give prophecy 100% accurate. You will not miss any line. But it does not mean it's from God. Are, are you still here? So Paul had to identify that spirit and rebuked it. Okay. Elijah designed the spirit of deception in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 26. 
Elijah discerned the spirit of deception in 2 Kings 5.26. Jeremiah discerned the spirit of deception in Jeremiah 28, verse 15 to 17. Says the prophets were prophesying from their own hearts. And in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 12. Last, last scripture. I've said last before. This is the final last. Please, sorry. Nehemiah 6.12. You know, I miss you guys so much. So I just want to teach a lot. But it's done. Don't worry. I've closed my book now. Nehemiah 6.12. Final, final, last. You know, Paul will say, finally, brethren. And he will write about eight more verses. Okay, so that's finally. The first one was finally, brethren. This one is the closing. Can we do Nehemiah 6.11 to, to 12? I want to, I, why I want to read this is very important for your daily living. And I said, should such a man as I flee, and who is this such as I would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. You remember um, Tobiat and um, Sambalat when they came to attack uh, Nehemiah? Go to verse 12. Then I perceived that God had not sent him at all, but, had, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. Can you see that? So you see, this man came and prophesied to Nehemiah and said, wrong, this is going to happen. But this guy had to pick that, no, it was not God that sent him to say this. It was because someone has hired him. So you know what? Even as an everyday believer, you need the gifts of the discernment of spirits to be able to know if the prophetic words given to you are actually from God. If not, people can give you prophetic word that will misdirect your life. There are many people as pastors today who have no business in the pulpit. Someone prophesied them to become pastors and they are struggling. Because they just saw zeal. Say, I see oil in your hand. It can be granite oil. <laughs> Instead of you to go and be selling granite oil and have peace and be able to take care of your family, you stop going to school and, and started ministry. Now, struggle everywhere. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for activating the gifts, the discernment of spirit in our hearts. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that people are saturated with your will. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.